Welcome back to the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. In this episode, I speak with Inner Circle member Cheryl, and she is absolutely incredible. She's very articulate, very objective, and one of the things I really love most about Cheryl is how open and honest she is about her own actions. She's very clear in regard to what she's doing and what she's not doing, and how that might be inhibiting herself from achieving her goals. And if you're struggling with achieving your goals, and if you're struggling with doing what you know you need to do in order to make them happen, listen to this whole podcast. I think it really could help. If you have any questions, let me know. Talk to you soon. Hello. Well, hello there, Cheryl. How are you? I am great. How are you, Jordan? I'm delightful. Thank, thank you for getting on the phone with me and talking with me. I'm, I've been super excited about this ever since we started talking about it, which is, it must have been at least a month ago. Um, but I've been really excited to hop on because the last time we spoke, we had a tremendous conversation. And more important than the conversation is what extraordinary things you've done since then. And I really want to leave, leave it up to you to talk and sort of explain what happened. But before we even begin, I just want to let you know, I know I've said it before in, in emails and, and in the Inner Circle Facebook group, but I really want you to know how unbelievably impressed and inspired and blown away I am by the changes you've made and how much you've improved, not only physically, also mentally and emotionally, because so many people, they talk about wanting to make changes and they talk about um, struggling with motivation, struggling with consistency. And very few actually make the changes to a point in which they've seen tremendous progress that's sustainable over the long term. And you've done that. And I, I want you to know I'm beyond impressed with everything you've done. Well, thank you very much. That makes my day all by itself. <laughs> well, so so do me a favor. Okay. Um, would you mind recap, just like briefly recapping what we spoke about on the last call just to give some people some context for uh what our last discussion was like and then sort of just just tell me and and walk me through what happened over the last few months and what you've done and then we'll we'll dive in from there okay well um i spoke to you it was in october and i had joined the ic in august after really being on my fat loss journey for several years now And um, I found myself repeating a pattern that basically I would dive in and be gung-ho and all of that for quite a while. And then something would happen and I would get thrown off track. And then before I knew it, I was avoiding anything accountability related and I was as far off track as I could be. And so um, I was just struggling to know why that was happening because I knew what I needed to do. I just couldn't get myself to a point of doing it with any consistency. So when we talked, um, you and I talked through, um, you know, some things that I was doing to avoid that accountability, of course, and kind of got down to talking about the fact that a lot of it was rooted in number one. Um, I just have so far to go in trouble. Um, with how long it was and the fact that maybe I needed to compartmentalize it into smaller chunks versus, you know, Hey, I have a hundred pounds to lose, um, just felt undoable. And then also just some feelings of real unworthiness and 
to be able to do that and almost and really just not believing anymore that I could do it either. Um, and so that just kind of was messing with my head. Uh, and so you helped me put some really great strategies in place that would help. Um, and we can talk about those along the way, as many of them as you want to. But um, and then you issued me a challenge and the challenge had um, four things that I had to do every day to earn an X. And one of them was to weigh in daily. Another one was to hit my protein goal, to stay in my calorie range. And then a fourth one was to eat, get my workout in or a rest day, whatever was planned. And then whatever I did, I was to post that in the IC in the inner circle on my um, accountability thread. And then you also kind of added to it uh, something that became very powerful for me. And that was um, a positive belief or result from the day. You didn't really set any parameters on what I needed to do with that. But um, the goal was really to get me thinking more toward um, the positive and what, what was working because I'm, as you know, a very reflective person, uh, but I'm also incredibly hard on myself. And so a lot of my reflection always ended up being on what was, um, deficit in anything that I was doing. And so, um, having that positive belief or result kind of helped me start tweaking my mindset and, um, finding my way back, I think, to believing in myself. So long story short, that's what, what did I leave out from that? Well, I don't, I don't think, I don't know if you left anything out, but first of all, and I actually said, I think I said it earlier today in the inner circle Facebook group when we were having a little discussion, but you are incredibly gifted at articulating exactly the emotions that are going, but a lot of people, we all have similar emotions, but it's very difficult to articulate exactly how they're making us feel on a logical perspective and you are incredibly good at saying well this is how i was feeling and really making it very like vivid to understand and to relate to it because i i think the way that you explain it is very clear and and it's very relatable to so many people for everything from the feelings of unworthiness to the feeling to to the negative self-talk to, to like everything you said it was it was just very articulate and i really appreciate and respect that so thank you um the one the one thing i sort of wanted to to tag on uh that i wanted to hear more about was the the positive affirmation this is the first thing i'd like to discuss because okay. i mean we, I, we can definitely talk about i definitely want to talk more about like the the x's and the circles and all that but i think the and tell me if i'm wrong i think that Arguably, the most important thing for you and probably for most people is to get people to stop treating themselves like an asshole, <laughs> to stop being such an asshole to yourself, to stop treating yourself worse than you would treat your worst arch enemy in the world, mm -hmm. to say things to yourself that you wouldn't say to someone that like that, that just you absolutely hated and uh, – I would love to hear more about because because you said I, I didn't set parameters around it. So what did you do and how did it help if it helped? Like, just talk about that and, and talk about like what you struggled with. Talk about if anything, talk about how it helped, like the positives you had from it. Like, just just sort of like just ad lib and, and discuss that because it's very interesting to me. 
Um, well, yes, definitely. I will say that it um, was one of the most powerful pieces of the 90 day challenge for me, if not the most powerful, actually, um, because and this is something you've said before in different ways. But, you know, the more times you're not succeeding and you voice that and you give airspace to that, the more you chip away in your own ability to believe in yourself. And just that core belief that you can succeed. And that's where I had found myself. Um, and I think a lot of that is because my journey has been so slow. And I don't say that to negate any of the work that I've done. It's just that my journey has not been one of those highlight reels of, you know, I lost 100 pounds in a year kind of thing. You know, it's five years in and I'm almost to 50 pounds. Um, and that's okay. But I think when that occurs and when I kept finding myself sliding away, I was just giving more and more voice to that thought that I couldn't succeed. And so you asking me to, no matter what I did each day, find a way to attach a positive belief or result to it really started drowning out that voice. And it's in drowning out that voice that I began to find my power again. And, you know, when you have your power, um, and you start gaining that confidence, then you begin to do the things that you need to do to be consistent and to make the progress that you so want. Um, so really, I honestly, I, I'd have to go back and read everything that I put on those. Some of them were long. Some of them were uh, longer. Can't say there were probably any of them that were short. You know me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, my goal was to make sure they were positive and not to say a positive and instantly negate it with a, an exception, which I can also do in some moments. Um, and I really wanted to stay away from doing that um, and, and just leave it positive. And I think um, that is where I saw the most growth. I mean, I definitely celebrate the physical changes that I made in that amount of time but to me, what I am the most excited about is the interchanges, um, because I think it's the interchanges that will help what I'm doing be for a lifetime. And um, I wouldn't trade that uh, to, to take a, a rush it all pill and, and <laughs> lose it all right now, um, because you just can't trade um, the value of that inner transformation. I, I could not agree more. And again you are blowing me away with how articulate you are. Like, seriously, Cheryl, I don't know, like, I, I don't think I've ever spoken to someone who can so clearly and vividly articulate how these emotions affect us on a logical basis. It's really, it's amazing. So, th like, I'm just blown away. Really, you are amazing at it. Um, <laughs> you have a gift. I'm serious. It's, it's like earlier this morning when I was reading what you wrote in response to the video, I was like, geez, like, she said that way better than I did. Um, <laughs> but, I want to talk more about this and I want to ask you a question because, okay. you know, I've spoken about um, a lot about not necessarily always positivity, but optimism, mm -hmm. right? How it's, it's, it's not, especially happiness. Like a lot of people say always happy, never satisfied. It's like, it's fucking impossible to always be happy. And to, to assume anybody should always be happy is unrealistic and pretentious and ignorant. And, and it's just, it's just not, not exactly. going to happen. Not but, like what tell me 
if you because here's here's what i see and i said at the very beginning i was like a lot of people know what they should be doing most people know what they should be doing very few very few people are actually doing it and very few people take action on doing the things they know they should be doing and for a long time it sounds like you struggled with that going back and forth going back and forth Mm -hmm. and one of the things that it appears as though and i want you to tell me if i'm wrong or talk more about it is as when you started becoming more of an optimist, when you started noticing the positives, the optimistic side of things, you started to take more action. You started to focus less on what might have gone wrong or wasn't done well, started focusing more on what was done well, what, what good will happen, what has happened. And as a result, you spend more time actually starting to believe in yourself. And through that belief, you then see more self-worth. And through that self-worth, you then take more action. Is that anywhere near like accurate? Like I want you to sort of take the 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 lead on that and describe if that's true, not true, accurate, inaccurate. Just go on that. Oh, a hundred percent. I would say that accurate it is accurate. Um, you know, when you issued the challenge to me, I was terrified because of where I was mentally. And, you know, I was looking at the 90 days and in that 90 day span, I had my birthday and Thanksgiving and Christmas season and everything that comes with the Christmas season and New Year's. And, you know, I so have struggled with that whole perfectionism beast and monster. And I didn't know how I was going to be able to do the challenge in that span of time with all that was going to um be a part of it and yet I had you challenging me to do it and and I've told people before you know I don't think I did anything remarkable in that 90 days and I don't say that to be self-deprecating I just say that to mean well four months ago I would have said it to be self-deprecating I'll say that (laughs) yeah I, I respect that objectivity yep I just mean it to say that I knew my goals and you knew my goals and you gave me a challenge that would help me get past my obstacles to my goals. And I just trusted you enough to do what you asked me to do. And so maybe there is remarkable remarkability or whatever in that, but I didn't do anything that anybody else couldn't do. The difference is that I began to believe in myself and my ability to do it somewhere along the way. And I think that is an incredibly powerful, um, component of all of this because if you don't believe in yourself and grasp that optimism because I'm not saying it was an easy 90 days (laughs) by I'm so glad you just said that keep going I'm so glad you said that I mean I'm not saying it was not easy I will say the things I thought were going to be hard were not the things that were hard and I think that's a testament to growth along the way um but it, it wasn't easy but having that belief in myself and if I didn't have that belief in myself that day knowing that I could say something in the inner circle and somebody would infuse me with that little dose I needed to get me over the hump of whatever was happening it's just a powerful force and you begin to fill yourself then with that instead of that voice that's always for me the voice that has always just picked apart everything that I did and even in celebrating a success, I could immediately flip it to, well, yeah, I was successful, but here's what went wrong. Um, And I could even justify that as, well, I'm trying to be constructive so that I can get better from it. Well, no, that's not what I was doing at all. 
Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that sounds like the the first email interaction, one of the first emails or interactions we had, right? Yes, very much so. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm queen at being able to analyze and pick apart whatever I do, and that can be a real strength. But it can also be a weakness, too, if you use it wrong. And I think that positive belief result really helped me find a way to use it for the better in my own life. Um, Not saying I'm perfect at it, not saying that there are not still days that I don't struggle. Um, You know, when you have 45 years of of speaking to yourself in that way behind you, um, it it doesn't go away overnight. Um, But I've gotten so much better at it. And and I'm incredibly thankful for that. Well, I think I think you said a bunch of really amazing things in there. And the first one that I want to highlight is what what we stand for, what you stand for, what I stand for, what the inner circle as a whole stands for is honesty and truth and being forthright. And it, we wouldn't be what we are if we were saying like, oh, this is just so easy. This is just like <laughs> I changed everything. It's like it was no problem at all. Like we're very clear and you're very upfront saying, listen, I still have days that I struggle. The mm-hmm. difference now, and you were talking about, you said you didn't do anything remarkable. I would argue you did and you are because the difference now is in a day in which you struggle or two days or a week in which you struggle, you no longer use it as an excuse to quit. You no longer allow it to overshadow everything you've done and lead you down a negative path that leads you like to completely go off course and then just go down a negative perpetual cycle of yo-yoing because mm-hmm. now you've changed the course in which a bad day, a bad couple days, a bad week, it doesn't feel good. You're not happy about it, but your actions is like, we'll call it like the habitual, um, your habits, your thoughts no mm-hmm. longer allow yourself to go down that negative path. You're, you're, you've changed the, you've rewired yourself to go optimistic. And it might still be a very conscious process where you, in which you have to think, no, like optimistic, what's a positive <laughs> that happened. And like, that's good because at first it starts out being like unconscious. It has to be, so be conscious first, like you're unconsciously being negative, right? You're unconsciously doing it. But you don't even realize it. <laughs> then you have to be, then you have to be consciously negative, mm-hmm. right? You're like consciously aware of it. Then you have to be consciously positive, consciously optimistic, and eventually unconsciously optimistic and that's like the ultimate goal to be unconsciously optimistic in everything you do right now you're very much in that consciously optimistic phase of trying to in every aspect in which like they're the the natural response is to try and go negative you consciously fight it Mm -hmm. which is very it can be difficult and tiring but it's rewarding and this is what i would say is what you have done that is truly remarkable is that you've changed the path in which an, an, a negative, uh, a slip up or whatever before would have led to down a, a bad path of inconsistency, not following it, self-doubt, unworthy feelings of unworthiness now leads you to, hey, it happened. Mm-hmm. Not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Let's get back on track. And it's right. like that, that right there is remarkable. That is magic because most people never get to that point. And it's not because they can't. It's because they haven't been shown they haven't been in an environment that believes in them enough and supports them enough to really allow them to cultivate that within themselves right and it's like right. you've done a, an unbelievable job of 
I really, I, I really share, I can't say this enough. It's one thing to, for example, hire a coach, join the inner circle, join another group, whatever. It's another thing to actively go out of your way to take the challenge, to follow up and actually participate in the challenge, give it your all, posting your accountability thread every day, be in there. Like you didn't just sign up for a program. You joined and you actively worked day in and day out and you consistently do it to see these results, to do what, to make all these positive changes physically, mentally, emotionally, all of this. This is all done actively and it's all from a root of learning how to love yourself, appreciate yourself and have an optimistic perspective of good things to come rather than the, well, it didn't work in this amount of time, might as well quit which is what most people unconsciously do. Right. I agree. <laughs> so let me ask you this. What was, if you can pinpoint one thing, what was the hardest part about this challenge for you? Gosh, I'm trying to think how to put it into words. I think, um, honestly, I'm about to say honestly twice in the same sentence. Honestly, being brutally honest with myself okay about and not that I haven't always been honest and transparent and authentic that has always been my goal in everything but I think sometimes we can kind of gloss over things for ourselves and keep ourselves honest but not yet as honest as we need to be to encounter the truth we need to encounter um tell me I, more Tell me more. Go, were, go deeper on that. I think there were some layers of learning that I went through in this 90 day challenge that were not new layers and or new learning. And, and I don't say this to say that I failed the first time that I encountered those. I just think I learned what I was ready to learn. And this time I was ready to learn at a deeper level. So, for example, um, you know, no shame and no guilt about food. I mean, I have a lifetime of food shame and guilt and I can attach guilt to just about anything related to food. And this challenge just really gave me a chance to not only tackle that, but simultaneously to learn what it really meant to be consistent, not perfect. <laughs> um, because I am a perfectionist and I've always said, I believed in perfectionism over consistency but what I began to realize is that what I had formerly called that was really just a way that I gave myself an out when I wanted to eat like an asshole. Now that is honest. And that is something that a lot of people are not at a point in which they can objectively see it. That, it, that what you just said is huge. Keep going. Well, and it was for me. I mean, because, you know, you, you have all these catchphrases and I don't say catchphrases to diminish their value or their power, um, but they just exist in life and, and people throw them out there and they believe them and I believed it, but I don't think I really truly got what it meant until this challenge um, because I was so black and white that I would use it to justify getting off track, um, but I didn't really understand that my perfectionism had become an obstacle for me. Um, and it was actually thwarting my success instead of contributing to it. 
And it was only when I allowed myself to let go of perfectionism and just strive to be consistent that I really found not only success and progress and consistency, but I also found my way out of food shame and food guilt because I wasn't attaching those emotions to the food anymore. Um, You know, there were so many days when I put foods in my day that I still got an X that I would have completely felt guilty about before because I would have said these are a bad food. Well, no. Do I want to eat them every day? Probably not, but it's fine to have those. And um, that emotion just diminished for me when I let go of that need to be perfect and make it all black and white. And um, I just don't think I had ever realized that me doing that was actually causing myself more hurdles and more obstacles than it was helping. Um, so I think that that was probably one of the hardest things was having to get honest about that. <laughs> um, that that's thank you for that. That was very powerful. And I sort of want to dig a little deeper, see if okay. I can find some more. Could you give it like a specific, could you remember or, or recall a specific example of a time maybe where you, you found yourself during the challenge Maybe you noticed, wow, like four months ago, I would have had this food and then this food or this meal or whatever would have then caused me to think that I screwed up or that I failed and then go off track versus then within the challenge as you notice yourself growing and, and putting less um, emotion on certain foods, less labeling foods as good and bad and more just understanding it's part of the of process as a whole. Do you have any specific examples you can think of? Well, I have a couple. One is a day that I, I mean, I'm sure there's others, but um, to, that come to mind. Um, right now I have two. And one of them was a day that I ended up with an X and one of them was a day that I didn't. So on the one that was an X, um, I have some friends and this sounds really kind of stupid and crazy, but it does not we, don't know. No, no self-deprecating. It does not heard, sound stupid or crazy. You haven't heard what I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay. Keep going. But, we all like true crime documentaries. Okay. And so we get together at my house periodically for a true crime Saturday. And like everybody's love is to order pizza. Um, okay. You know, and before this challenge, I ate myself up with guilt over that every single time because, you know, you want to have your friends over and I, I mean, and usually I'll make lunch or something like that and then we'll order pizza for dinner but before this challenge, I would just eat away at myself with guilt because, okay, everybody's going to want pizza. How can I make pizza work? This isn't, you know, either I'm going to have pizza and go over or I'm going to have like a slice or two of pizza and be starving and miserable with all these people in my house. <laughs> and that's just not how it ended up being. I mean, during the challenge, um, you know, I just found a way to make it work. And it probably meant I stacked my breakfast with a higher protein, less carb and fat kind of a meal. (laughs) And then probably lunchtime, I focused more of the same. And then for dinner, I was fine. Um, And then, you know, had that several times during the challenge, whereas before, I would have just gone off the rails and either made myself eat something different and be miserable and feel like I was missing out (laughs) or not. I mean, the worst case scenario, I wouldn't have had people over at all because I wouldn't have known how to deal with that scenario. 
Um, but I just enjoyed it. And, and for me, that was huge. Um, and then another example was a day that, um, I have trouble sometimes going out to eat because sometimes I feel like that's the last time I will, I don't know why I feel this way, but it's like, that will be the last time I ever go to this restaurant in my whole entire life. So I need to eat like an asshole and have whatever is the worst thing on the menu possible is what I feel like I order like when I go out to eat a lot. Okay. And I've gotten a lot better at it, but that for me has always been a real fearful stress prone situation is reconciling what to do when I go out to eat. Cause even if I go with in my head, what I'm going to order, sometimes I would end up with, you know, the complete opposite. Cause I just couldn't make a different choice when I got there. But this one day in particular, I was at a conference in a neighboring city and it's a restaurant that, um, don't, I rarely go to just because it's not that close and they are just really known for their baked macaroni and cheese. And I just decided at that, um, lunch that I don't go there that much and I made healthy choices, otherwise healthy choices the rest of the day, but I had that macaroni and cheese and it was fabulous and it was worth every last bite of it. And then when I got home, I realized it threw me about 50 calories over for the day. And that was it. So, but I still didn't stay in my calories. So I had, you know, I I had the black circle for the day. And um, I think I put something in my thread about that that day. And somebody DM'd me and they were like, hey, why don't you give yourself like half an X? (laughs) (laughs) Half an X or whatever. And and I think they were, I mean, they, they they said it with good intent. I think they were trying to make me feel better about it. Yeah. They, the they were probably that, trying to be positive about, about the situation. Yeah, but the point is that I didn't feel bad about it in the first place. Exactly. It was a conscious choice. And and I will tell you, it I had I had more than one person, I wouldn't say question it like in a bad way, but I had both in life and inner circle, I had some people that were like, Hey, why are you so ruthless with your X's and O's? And like I I guess I was ruthless. <laughs> But it's like you gave me four things that constituted an X. And if I didn't do all four things, I didn't earn the X. And, you know, people would say, well, but you have to give yourself grace. And I think you know me well enough to know I believe so strongly in grace. And I try to be a voice of grace whenever possible. But I also think there's a huge difference between grace and truth. And truth is I didn't earn the X. So I get the O. That well, for, but, I think I think you're hitting on an, an extraordinary point. I'm going to give a little bit of context for someone who doesn't know. Okay, uh, at, at the end of a day, if you hit everything perfectly, calories, protein, did your did your workout? If it was there, you'd put an X on your count or red X. Yes. If you were if you were over your calories or you didn't hit your protein or you didn't do your workout, you give yourself a black circle. And the goal being, don't have two black circle days in a row. Right. Sorry. And, yes. And, no, it's okay. It's good. I it's forget good. that it's... not everybody knows you're here. <laughs> <laughs> but but here's here's I want to go back to what you were saying. I'm glad that you were ruthless with it, Cheryl, because the best part of it, it the goal isn't it's sort of like the scale, right? You have a number on the scale. Mm-hmm. Ruthlessly weigh yourself daily in terms of get the data. Right. Ruth, it's ruthless. 
But just because you're ruthless in getting the data does not mean you have to emotionally attach yourself to the number. Exactly. And what <laughs> you did perfectly was if you went over your calories and you know you didn't, you didn't earn that X, you put, gave yourself a black circle, which was your way of holding yourself accountable for the following day. It's when people would say things like, well, you have to give yourself grace. That's a lot of like what people say with the flexible dieting stuff. It's like, well, I'm flexible dieting. It's like, well, that's good. I'm glad you're flexible dieting. But if you're not happy with your progress, it might mean that it, all flexible dieting means is that you allow yourself to indulge without feelings of guilt. But mm -hmm. if, if that indulging, if the indulging is keeping you from achieving your goals, you are no longer doing things in a way that is positively helping you reach your goals. It's not something that's conducive to what you want to achieve. Exactly. And I think a lot of people use flexible dieting as an excuse to eat whatever they want in as many, as, as much quantity as they want, rather than understanding it's okay to be strict without attaching emotion to the data. And that's what you did so well. And, and I'm glad that you spoke about it because I didn't even realize that people had been messaging about that. It's, and I'm really glad you brought it up because what you just said, I, I, I want to repeat it. And I know I, I just ramble, but I want to repeat it because it's so powerful. You gave yourself a black circle because you were 50 calories over, which a yes. lot of people would be like, that's not, that's nothing. 50 calories. That's nothing. But you went over and by giving yourself that black circle and keeping in mind the black circle you didn't attach a negative emotion to it. That's the key. You're just like, this is right. fat. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's like, it'd be like if someone was like, well, you know, I said two plus two equaled, equaled four and a half. Yeah. It's like, well, it was really close. So just give yourself <laughs> like, give yourself like a, like, like a B plus. Cause it wasn't a hundred percent, but give yourself a B plus. It's like, that's a wrong answer. So right. you mark that answer wrong by marking that with the black circle with zero negative emotion tied to it, you allowed yourself to then immediately get on track the following day. Whereas a lot of people might have then used that red X to either allow themselves to continue to go off track the following day and or trick themselves into thinking they're being more consistent than they really are. So exactly. at, the end, at the end of a challenge, they look back and like, well, I didn't make much progress. It's like, well, you didn't really stick to the program as right. often as you think. And that's Cheryl, like I didn't even realize that happened and I didn't think I could be more impressed with you, but I am now more impressed with you that number one, you stuck to your guns when other people were telling you, like, that's a whole other topic, right? Other people like family or friends or whatever, like, Oh, you know, just like have the cake or give yourself some grace or this or that. It's like, listen, I've got my own fucking goals. You do you <laughs> like, I respect you and I appreciate you, but let me do me. And the reality is Cheryl, you doing that, and sticking to your guns and, and, and really doing what you knew was right is a whole, a whole separate level of strength and confidence that, that is – I don't even have the words for it. I'm just so impressed with you because it's very easy in that situation to be like, well, you know what? They said that, so I'll do it. You stuck to what you knew and your gut was right. You pushed through and you did it. And, and holy shit, Cheryl, you're fucking incredible. Well, thank you. Well, and like I said, I, I agree exactly with what you said. I did it because it was truth. I mean, I didn't earn the X, and I couldn't see a way around putting anything other than an O for the very reasons you said. I mean, if I started giving myself half Xs or soft Xs or whatever, then at the end of the day, 
how would I really be able to know what my consistency level was? And I think grace comes into play when you're truthful, but you don't beat yourself up about it. And you use that then to move forward the next day. And so I think that for me was how I was truthful, but still with grace. And I think sometimes people want to apply those, layer those together and make them the same thing. I agree. And and I think it's, it's the reason why a lot of people struggle with the scale. I think when people get on the scale, a lot of times they look at it as if the scale went down, then it's a passing grade. I got an A. If the scale went up, I failed. It is an F. Like it is not good. Rather than using it as just a guide of here's the data that I'm collecting. And it's being like, this isn't right or wrong, good or bad. It's simply data. And it's just fact. Mm -hmm. This is my weight. That is, it is not like how fat I am. It's not how much fat I gained. It's not how much fat I lost. It's simply, this is what I weigh today. And it's a form of accountability. And you've, you've really gone above and beyond in a, in honestly, your physical transformation is, is tremendous. It really is. And I don't, I don't want anyone to, to discount that because I think it's a lot of people, it's a lot of people here. Well, yeah, the mental transformation was great, but how is the physical, your physical transformation, Cheryl is, is amazing. Well, thank you. But like you said, the mental transformation and the emotional transformation is what fuels that long-term success and long-term happiness and long-term optimism, which was what fuels more action and more progress and more success. So, I mean, Cheryl, you, uh, you've really done a number on me. I'm just, I'm really, really, really excited and happy and inspired by you. I think that I don't even know. I, I I'm really excited to number one, talk to you at the inner circle retreat and like dig more into this, but I'm really excited to just watch what happens over the next six months, year, year and a half, two years and come back to these conversations. And cause I feel like there's things happening, literally there's growth happening in this moment. And like, as you continue to go, as you go into your next challenge, which I want to talk about um, that we can't even really see yet. We can't really articulate yet. We can't really put into um, tangible discussion yet. So, which doesn't make sense because tangible isn't a discussion, but you get what I mean. Um, (laughs) I think there's a lot going on and there's so much growth and so much happening. And I, for example, one thing that I think right now is you are very consciously forcing yourself or directing yourself, leading yourself towards the optimistic perspective. And I think what, what's literally happening in this moment, every day, every time you consciously move yourself, lead yourself, direct yourself towards an optimistic perspective, you are getting one step closer towards unconsciously being like relentlessly, ruthlessly optimistic and that is, I think, just the ultimate path to happiness, to positivity, to achieving your goals in, in not just in, in fitness, but in everything, in all aspects of life. So I'm, I'm just super happy and excited to, to watch you continue to grow. I'm excited, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me ask, I know you're, you decided you're going to do another challenge. I want to give you an opportunity, number one, if you have any questions, um, if there's anything I can answer for you, anything specifically you wanted to discuss. Um, is there anything that you wanted to chat about now? Well, I don't really know. I, I decided, um, you know, I'm not going to say I did perfectly in the month since my challenge ended. My work life kind of got a little bit chaotic and I struggled a little bit to balance um, with that hung in there, but I think I finally realized that I was, um, a little bit aimless and by, I don't mean 
you know, I mean, cause we both know what direction I'm headed in. I have a lot of weight to lose. So, but I think I do very well within structure and that's why, um, you know, even though I was kind of hanging in there for the most part, I decided that I was going to start another 90 day challenge because I just do well with that kind of structure. The 90 days worked really well for me. Um, it's strange. I feel like I kind of get dismissive if it's 30 days. I don't really know why, <laughs> but that's interesting. Why? Like, let's break that down. Is it, is it because I'm just going to throw an idea out there. Is it because 30 days is almost like, you know, it's too short to see like a, a like a really significant amount of progress. I think that might be the case. And I don't think it's because I, I don't necessarily think that it's because I'm impatient with my progress because I think I really have found a really great, like I said earlier in that post today, I found a really great spot of being patient with my journey as it unfolds. Um, not that that doesn't ever bother me. And, and I'd, I'd like to mention that in a minute, but but I'm in a good place where that is concerned. But I think it's more because I do know I have quite a distance to travel that 90 day chunks seem more impactful to me than 30 day chunks. That's so interesting to me because, and I'm on, I could not be happier to hear that because most people would rather go with the shorter option. They would rather go with the, well, I'd rather go with the 30 days than the 90 days because like that's quicker, that's faster. I'll get there more quickly. What that tells me, Cheryl, is that, and actually, it's actually really interesting because you wrote me an email recently being like, listen, I had a moment in which I was thinking about doing the 14-day rapid fallacy protocol. And I realized, like, why am I going to do that? Like, it, it's not going to help me get anywhere. Like, this isn't a race. Like, this is no reason to get there. There's no rush. Why not just do something more sustainable? Which this is perfect because you can see how easy it is to fall in the trap of going for the shorter, the quicker, the faster. The fact that you are more enticed by the longer-term solution is is the most clear as day proof that you really understand this is a long-term process and there is no end date or finish line or rush. And in fact, you know that taking those longer routes, the more sustainable routes will lead you to getting to where you want to be faster than if you try and do the shorter, the quicker, the the quick fix, because those will lead to more yo-yoing and binging and, and perpetuating like those, those up and down cycles. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I just, I mean, 90 days worked and it, it's long enough for me to um, really dig in and, and do the work. Um, and yet it's not so long that I don't feel like I can get there. It, and does the, does the marking the dated like every day, whether it's a red X or a black circle, does having the calendar help? Oh my gosh, yes. And I will tell you, adding, you know, because when I first joined the inner circle, your suggestion was just the black, the red X's. And then when we talked, you threw in the black circles. And I hate to say it because that's like the negative is the black circle. But I think that for me and where I was has been the most powerful because I didn't have the choice to not go to my calendar if it was a black circle day. Um, every day. Well, that was the issue, right? Because when we hopped on the phone, <laughs> you had been doing it and then you would stop if it wasn't a good day. In the yeah. same way that a lot of people, they won't weigh themselves the day after they eat a lot because they don't want to see like too. the quote unquote bad number. <laughs> yeah. But as soon as it's like, you have to go either way. Yes. And, and what's great about that is when you're forced to face it and see it, 
you get right back on track. It's yeah. like people who, and this is why scale research is so interesting to me. People who consistently weigh themselves every morning are statistically like over and over and over again, more likely to have a healthier body composition because when they do it every morning, regardless of whether or not they ate too much or not, they can see like, okay, this is where their way of holding themselves accountable. Whereas if you avoid it, it's easy to just ignore it and say, ah, like, I'm just not going to look at it. I'll keep going, whatever. And that's when people go off track. And by forcing yourself, whether it's the black circle or getting on the scale, whatever it is, that allows you to stay more consistent. It's remarkable. Yes. I mean, the, the calendar, most certainly, I feel like the calendar will be something that I do for years. Um, just because it, it keeps you mindful of what's really going on in your life. Um, and the same thing with the scale. I think, oddly, I came from not being one of those I weighed in once monthly when I went to do an in-body um, test. And then my whole success for the month, I would wait, I would attach to what that said. Well, it could have been one of the upswing days. It's exactly <laughs> um, right. And it's so exactly I feel right. like weighing daily, I've developed a much healthier relationship with a scale than I've probably ever had. And there's a lot of emotions tied to that for me. Um, but in tracking it in the app has helped me too, because I can see the trend and I found it so fascinating that, you know, I think I told you that the app does like a moving average trend line. And there were some days when like my scale weight would be up above the moving average for like two or three or four days in a row. Yep. But the trend line was still going down and my moving yes. weight was still going down. And that just struck me that, oh my gosh, how many times would I have seen that as an isolated day in space? And it would have thrown me completely off course because I would have felt like nothing was progressing. Um, so it gives you a real perspective uh, that I, I don't think I had when I was only weighing in once a month. I love that. I really love that. And it's one of those things where there's a big, there's a big movement in, in the fitness industry. Like, like just throw the scale out. Don't look at the scale. And I think there's a time and a place to say, listen, if the scale is really bothering you, right. causing some serious bad habits, bad emotions, then, then take some time away from it. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that what you've just outlined is the prime example of the goal isn't to ignore it. The goal is to develop a healthy relationship with it to the point where, you can address it and see it and have it be there without it causing any negative emotions. Like that's ultimate mastery. Like that's true mastery and, uh, and health mm -hmm. ignoring something. Like it's sort of like saying, listen, if you're scared of carbs, if you're scared carbs are going to make you fat, just don't eat carbs. Just, <laughs> just don't eat carbs because you know, you're scared they're going to make you fat. So like, just don't eat them. But that doesn't fix the fucking problem. No, that number one, carbs aren't going to make you fat. And number two, it's like, let's learn how you can incorporate them and be able to enjoy them without that fear. It's the same thing. So what I think what you've outlined is perfect. And it's not, always, I, I think, and you were very forthright and honest about it. Like you always are. It, I'm sure there were days where you're like, fuck, like, I don't like seeing that number. <laughs> but when you were able to be objective about it, lead yourself to the optimistic side, look at the trend you consistently brought yourself to a point of like reaching a point in which it means less and less from an emotional perspective 
and more and because each weigh-in now doesn't have as much weight right and, and like right. no pun intended but <laughs> each weigh-in doesn't have as much value to you as an individual weigh-in rather the, the the data as a whole i think you get that much better than 99 percent of people in terms of most people are like oh my god the weight went up today like it, it, the messages i've been getting in response to my uh the just a, another muggle challenge have been honestly shocking to me how many people are like oh my god like i can't believe like the weight went up and like, you're not upset like oh my god like it's great even to me and i've i've tracked thousands of people's weight it's it's remarkable to me how much emotional attachment people have to a scale and one thing that's very interesting me interesting me to it from a psychological psychological perspective i haven't spoken about this at all yet you're the first person i'm actually saying this out loud to and this i've been thinking about this a lot i've been putting a lot of people's weights up who if they hashtag just another muggle and they tag me in it i think because my story views people who are watching my stories and watching my stories consistently are way up from this and my guess is that people have a weird excitement to see what's going on with other people's weight there's a weird like emotional attachment to what's going to happen next with their weight <laughs> Yeah, And it's like very interesting to me to see how that's going. And just based on the responses they're giving, um, long rambling rant, I'm sorry, but just it, everything you're saying is, is so important. And I think a lot of people, I, I even had one, one woman yesterday DM me. She was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I wanted to be upset with you. And I wanted to say the scale is worthless and you don't need the scale. But what you're saying really does make sense that we shouldn't feel like we have to ignore it or banish it we should be able to have a healthy relationship with it that really should be the goal and i think that a lot of people might hear this and people who might have unhealthy relationships with it or have negative emotions with it they might get defensive and be like well fuck that like i'm not stepping on the scale i know it's like but if they can be open-minded and hear how how important it is to develop that healthier relationship with it and understand that it's just data over the long term not individual um tests of pass fail that the more they can develop that relationship, the better they're going to be long-term. Right. Well, and yeah, and I've loved your challenge because even for me, it's been very powerful. I mean, and you know, I posted last week. I mean, I really battled with that challenge when you did it. And I made a post that, you know, I'm not there yet. And and that's okay. That doesn't mean that I'm not enough. <laughs> but I can track my weight and all that every day for myself, but putting it out there publicly is a different level and I'm not there yet, but I so respect the people that are, and it has inspired and spoke to me even still. And do I hope to get there one day? Definitely. Um, but, and, but even the point of the challenge, Cheryl, and you bring up a great point, even if you never share publicly your weight, the, the point is you've actually reached the pinnacle of it. You've already reached the pinnacle. Like sharing your weight with other people is honestly irrelevant. I, I didn't realize other people were going to do it with me. <laughs> I didn't realize other, I had no idea. I just, I remember that one woman DM me saying like, yeah, good luck getting a woman to do this. Because, I like, that. <laughs> and, and I was like, what are you talking about? I know many women who would do this because like they, they're strong, they're independent and they don't attach their emotions to it. It has nothing to do with male, female. It has to do with the emotional relationship that you have with the scale. Right. And, and a lot of women got really upset that she had said that you're like, fuck that. I'm going to, I'm going to post it. I'm sharing it. And then it turned into this whole big thing, which I'm super happy about, but movement, the, the whole purpose is to reach the level that you've attained, which is no emotional attachment. 
that's it. And it doesn't prevent it doesn't ruin your day. If the scale goes up, it's not like you, you're a failure. It doesn't mean you go off track. It doesn't mean anything other than cool. That's today's scale weight. Let's stay on track. Get that red X for the day. Move on. And what you've achieved is is the ultimate goal of this challenge, not to share publicly your weight. I could give two shits about that. <laughs> you know, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, sure. Let me see this. What is what's your goal over the next 90 days? Well, my goal is um, the same. I'm, I'm setting up the same basic parameters for my red X's that I had before because that really worked. Um, I don't really see a need to change it when it's working. Perfect. Um, you know, why, why fix what's not broken? Um, and I want to uh, just continue to work on my consistency and um, my workouts. Um, I've haven't been doing as much at the gym. Um, I've been doing my camp gladiator boot camp workouts a little more um, just because they meet the community of that meets me in a different spot than going to the gym. And I think right now I need that. Um, as, I love that. As I love it. More than the workout, um, than the, than the gym workout. I mean, and we do a great mix of strength training and endurance and all that kind of stuff. So I don't really feel like there's anything missing by trading off a little bit here and there. Um, and I guess I would kind of like to hear what you would hope that I would gain from the next 90 days or work on. Well, first I'm going to tell you something. And I very much mean this. Someone might think like, oh, he's bullshitting. This is hand to God, the truth. If you told me, listen, I'm not doing the inner circle workouts. I'm actually going to hula hoop class because I like the hula hoop teacher and the community better, then that would make me very happy. Because as I've said before, and I'll say a million times again, the most important part is doing something you enjoy and that you love and you can do consistently as you know and as you found out. And if you can consistently go to hula hoop class, (laughs) <laughs> and enjoy it and have fun and laugh and move and, and feel better, great, then that's a win. I think too many people get focused on like the best, the optimal, da, 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 da. And if you were trying to force yourself to do like these these workouts that weren't fun for you, they weren't engaging, they weren't something you looked forward to, then you'd give up and you'd quit eventually. I would way rather if hula hoop's your thing, go hula hoop the fuck out of the day and like move and have fun. And like, that's great. You know, like optimal my ass. I don't care. I just care about movement and fun and, and enjoyment because that's what's going to lead to a happy, healthy lifestyle. So I love that you're going to the Camp Gladiator stuff, and I love that you're enjoying it and you have a great community. Love it. Um, <laughs> I will tell you that I – that was a cop-out. I have no – I can't tell you what the fuck you have to gain over the next 90 days. <laughs> that's up to you. <laughs> that's up to you. I can help you come up with um, parameters – or plans based on what your goal is, but that was I can't so say cop out. I didn't say it to be a cop out. <laughs> I know, and I'm calling you out. I have to put a little bit of tough love in here somewhere, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, what one thing that you said that that I really liked was, listen, don't fix it if it's not broken. I'm going to focus on my consistency and keep going. And I think a lot of people, like, I think if you just hear that, it sounds great. Like, yeah, I want to focus on my consistency. But like most people, they hear the 90 days and you know this because you've done it. They hear 90 days, but they don't realize 90 days is a long time. Yes. Like 
90 days is a long, especially when you, when you still have that emotional relationship with the scale with, with emotional relationship with good foods or bad foods where like every day can feel like so long. Like, oh my God, I fucked up. Oh my God, I'm not making progress, but fighting through, pushing through that friction, keeping going. That is really where you win. Now from here, it's really, I, I don't like to put ideas in people's heads in terms of goals because I really think it has to come from, from you. But I will say, if your goal is consistency, like, let me ask you this. Do you know how many black circles you had over the course of the last 90 day challenge? Yes, I had 10. I was at 80 out of 90. 80 out of 90. Sorry. Yeah. So, so that was 88.9% consistent. That's incredible. That's incredible. Uh, Quick aside for people who want to try this, if you are very honest about it and you have, and I think a lot of people, if they're really honest about it, they'd end up having like 50, 50, maybe even like they'd have more black circles than they would red X's. Um, and then they look at it like, wow, no wonder I'm not making progress. I'm not even at 80, 20. Um, for me personally, I would do well with something along the lines of if my goal is to increase consistency, if you got, if you just got that, like you got um, like 10, 10 black circles, I would say try and go for eight or less. Right. And like, if like make that your goal, like if you can hit eight or less, because there it's not like a, a number goal from like, well, I want to weigh this, like, which is, as you know, it, it can be ridiculous. And it's not like, if you have a specific exercise or like, Hey, I want to do a mile in this amount. I want to be able to walk a mile in this amount of time, or I want to be able to do this many hands elevated pushups, or I want to be able to, I do think there's a lot to be said for performance-based goals for like whether I don't know what exercises they're having you do at the, the camps, All but torture. I, what's, what's like your favorite, if you could pick a favorite or top two favorites, what would they be? Burpees. Okay. And not running. <laughs> okay. So burpees is like one of your favorites. I like burpees and really I like anything with weights. Um, I, I like the days that we go heavy with our weights. What do you think about doing some type of a burpee related goal? I could do that. Okay. Before I tend to go a little bit out of control with things like this. So we're going to set a limit. We're not going to let you go out of control. (laughs) We're going to have a parameter. So let me, uh, let's see. 90 days. Burpee related goal. How, how do they usually structure burpees? They do it like sets. You're going to do like 10 burpees. Then you're going to go to the next circuit and do this or whatever. Like how do they structure it? It can vary. I mean, in some days we may not do them at all and we do different forms on different days. The last time I did a challenge, I actually did it outside of CG. So I just didn't count any burpees. I did it CG that day. What was the challenge? I did. Well, it started out as 30 a day on all of my workout days. And then somewhere along the way, I kind of morphed it into, I wanted to get to, I can't remember. I think I wanted to get to 5,000 by the time I got to a certain check-in at CG. And that ended up being like 50 or 60 a day. And then in the last couple of weeks, it was more like 80 to 100 a day. So it just got a little ridiculous. But hey, I, I met Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see something. Um, if you do, if you do 50, if you do 50 burpees a day for 90 days, that's 4,500 burpees. That's a lot of burpees. That's a lot of burpees. 
I'm thinking, what if we do, how about this? Wait. Okay. Hmm. Oh gosh, I don't like that. Huh? <laughs> well, how about this? How about, what do you think about if you had to choose, you know, I'm not going to let you choose. Um, <laughs> let's do, let me ask you this. If I told you, Cheryl, I want you to do 25 burpees a day, every day for 90 days. Okay. Which is going to lead to a total of 2,250 burpees at the end of the challenge. Uh-huh. Would you, would you say you're confident that you could complete that? Oh, Definitely. Do you accept the challenge, Cheryl? Of course I accept the challenge. Fuck yeah, you do. I love it. I'm already behind, so I have to do 50 now. There we go. I love it. That's fucking awesome. Perfect. <laughs> so, Cheryl, you're going to do the 2,250 rep burpee challenge in addition to everything. And it's 25 a day. And okay. if you miss a day, just make it up the following day. I got it. And by the way. That includes the burpees you're doing at camp gladiator. It does not, if you're doing them at camp, like it doesn't mean that like, okay, I got to do extra. Like those are included. Okay. Okay. Yes. I this like is that exciting. Even... Are you excited about this? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm, ex- yes. I'm excited. I'm excited. Good. People are going to be like, he likes burpees. Yeah, I like burpees. Oh, shoot. Cheryl, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, good. Um, okay. I think my phone might be literally about to die. Um, Cheryl, thank you for getting on the phone with me. Thank you for getting on the phone with me. It was fabulous. I absolutely love you. I really do. I'm beyond impressed with you. Thank you. This is, you're extraordinary. I mean it. I, I'm, I'm beyond impressed and inspired by you. And I'm excited to do this again in another 90 days and hear about more stuff going on because – watching your journey progress like this is nothing short of tremendous. Well, I love you and I thank you so much because I um, will forever be grateful for your belief in me and um, what you have equipped me to be able to do. So I can't wait to uh, see where the next 90 days goes too. That's getting awfully close to the retreat. Hell yes. I'm so excited for the retreat. Are you stoked? I'm totally excited. (laughs) It makes me so happy. Cheryl, you are one of a kind, and I consider myself very blessed to have you in my life, and I can't wait to finally meet you in person at the retreat, and I'm very excited to watch your progress for the next 90 days. Thank you. I'm excited, too. Thank you, Cheryl. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.